Hello, friends. Welcome to the Still Untitled Podcast. I'm Kirat Massimango. And I'm Umi Adeoye. And this is the podcast where we talk about the latest in pop culture that caught our attention, piqued our interest, or made us feel a little something something. And mm-hmm. although this podcast still is untitled, we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah, like in today's episode, we're going to be following up with Pierrette on the homework that she said that she was going to do on the Just Like That documentary, not the dream that she had. Um, We're also going to be talking about a really spectacular reboot of like a family classic that everybody's seen. And then we're going to talk about a fashion moment that literally is on the necks of everyone on the internet. And I know Pierrette was like, "Mm, is this too obscure? But I was like, no, we're going to talk about this. So let's get going. So this is like, okay, officially this is two, but unofficially this is episode three because we have the lost. The lost episode. The lost episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe we might put it out. One day. At some point. But it was Maybe. so dated. And then as soon as we as as soon as we recorded it, like we were fact checked, left, right, center, top. <laughs> we weren't down. ready. We weren't we were ready. Not ready. <laughs> we we're not ready. It was a, we like a practice episode. We were innocent. We were innocent to the things that we were talking about. And then we learned more and we we're like, I oop. You know that meme <laughs> with that I oop. And I oop. <laughs> <laughs> so we shelved it and we came back. We tried again and we actually posted an episode and like people are texting me and they're like, I listened to it. And I'm I'm like, oh, right. When you put something out there, people will actually listen to you. So I I was surprised. And the other people did the thing. Yeah, they did. We told, we gave them instructions and then they followed the instructions. So that was sweet. And it was nice to get um, messages to say, oh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, people were saying that they were listening to it on their walk. Uh, somebody wrote wrote and said the podcast gave what it get gave what it got, and then he was like, "Did I do that right?" And nobody I knows. Like, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> You're not of a certain like age group. You just you, you don't know. He was like, "It gave what it got." And I, was, I got I, what it gave. I got what it gave. Well, if that's grammatically correct, then it's wrong. <laughs> we need to let this go. I can't. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> okay, so one of the things, should we, we did some homework. So, or you did some homework. Yes. I actually did my homework because, you know, I'm a, I was a, a student who liked to get good grades. So if you... <laughs> Tell me to do something. I will do it, though I did it like last night, right in the nick of time. But I did watch the And Just Like That documentary, which is the actual 11th episode. Not what not, your, not your fever dream episode. Yeah, not my fever dream episode, which <laughs> I really do wish I remember what the plot was, because I feel like I can contribute you know, be in the writer's room probably, but I watched it and it was, it was really sweet. And it, it was, it did, uh, I'm trying to avoid saying the give. Don't do it. Don't do it. I I cut myself off, but, um, Mm. 
it, it was heartwarming, you know, and what I enjoyed about it was seeing how much Sarah Jessica Parker cares for Carrie yeah. and realizing they're two different people, but, um, and she's very, you know, clear about that, like, this is something that Carrie would do. This is not something that like SJP would do, but in her notes that she would give to the costume department, the, the set design, little details like, you know, people wanna see Carrie's uh, closet and see all of her stuff. And she would have like CDs in here, even though it's 2022 or 2021, mm. 2022, um, she would have CDs in here. She would have this like random belt for some reason. That's yeah. like an ugly belt, but she would have it cause it's quirky and she would have, she loves her shoes, but you know, she's, she would have stuffed the shoe bags in the, in the corner of the, of one of the, of the shelves. So yeah. all those little details that make it all come together, you can see that Sarah Jessica Parker's touch is all over that show. Yeah. And um, you can tell that she really cares for it and, and all of the characters really do, but yeah. that's what came out to me with, um, with the documentary. Yeah, she cares for Carrie. She cares for Carrie. <gasps> I hope it comes back. I, I fingers crossed. I yeah. mean, I think they're getting a lot of backlash. And I had heard that um, Megan McCain had come at the wokeness of the, of and just like that, um, saying that, of course, a show like this would have to overcorrect. And like, a sh you can't just have a show. Uh, these days they no have, you cannot just have a show these days that's what i was no, saying you cannot so uh, that's what i was saying deal with you. it you you <laughs> do need to overcorrect because it's been not adjusted for for so long you have to overcorrect and maybe they'll fall somewhere in the middle but if you don't overshoot then you we get nothing and then we still get you know four three or four white ladies in new york that is not diverse and there's no subway in New York for some reason, you know, and, 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 and. So yeah. I do think that, you know, to make the effort to overcorrect is, was the right move, maybe a, a bit cringy at times, but it's what needed to be done to then, you know, get to a good place, hopefully in season two. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I appreciate the effort, but then, you know, we talked about this. I also appreciate the show for what it is. And a lot of people that I've spoken to of different backgrounds are, are just have this feeling of it's catching up with an old friend, an old friend that maybe yes. is trying to do better, knows a little bit more, is a little bit clumsy with the knowledge that they have, but they're making that effort and they're, they're, they're trying um, and they're not, they're not just listening and learning. They're actually trying to take some action. Yeah. Um, and with a show that's so pivotal as it is, like, wouldn't we want to see them try their best? Absolutely. I, I agree. I think people are, you know, in their feelings about this show because they want it they want things to stay the same and they want the original sex in the city and you know nothing, the original sex in the everything city is in flux yeah and if you go to season one two 
that that stuff is is dated you know some yeah. of the some of the stuff you watch and you're like ooh you know I went back and started watching a few things I'm like Mm-mm, wouldn't work. no way wouldn't yeah. work so I did my homework yeah I, I enjoyed the documentary and I do hope that they have you know a season two we'll see if the people will agree with us <laughs> and to actually give us what we will give us what we um, need. So what yeah. else have you been watching? What else did you catch? This well, week? speaking of reboots, the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Um, watched the first episode or watched, watched, I don't know. It feels like I understood like several episodes of release because it felt like a movie. Like when I watched yes. the first one, it felt very long and um, I love it. I, I love it. I, I love um, uh, the, the realness of it. Um, I love sort of like, oh, that background of Will being in West Philadelphia, born and raised and on the playground was where he spent most of his days, but it was like, you, you don't necessarily get in the original sort of that harshness yeah, and not, and I mean, not to take away from the original, there was something that was quite lighthearted and lovely about the original that you could just watch it and enjoy it and not see like suffering and sadness and all of that. So I definitely felt like stress. Yes, that's <laughs> watching so it. true. Me too. I did too. I was I, the fact that you said that is bringing me back to to watching it in the first couple of minutes and realizing a it's not the original. It's a reimagination of yeah. this story, and it's dark and it's dramatic, and and you're like scared for Will at certain parts at the beginning before he actually gets to Bel Air, right? Yeah. But I love the little Easter eggs that they have of the old episode. Like, I think at one point, like the the new Will, yeah. like says a rhyme from yes. like the old show. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so cute. Yes. And Hillary. Oh my Hillary. gosh. Oh my God. So here, so a couple of things that you talk about Hillary and it, it brings to me a couple of things that I noticed about the show is that it's a reimagination of the story, but also a bit of a reimagination of the characters. So the family, they recast them, but they didn't recast like an exact doppelganger for Hillary from the original. And uh, this family in this series is a dark skinned family mm, generally. And I, yes. I, I liked that note that they, that they changed. It was, it, it spoke to me and, and I was like, thank you. You know, yeah. and, and even Will's like love interest in this first episode. Lisa you know, was it? Is it Lisa? Lisa. Yeah. yeah. She's a curvy woman, you know, and it, she's a swimmer. And I, I just like those little details that kind of like, uh, go against convention and go against what the how the original did things so those are things I enjoyed about the first episode that we saw I love it because it's building on such a wonderful foundation I think I think there's so many of us that grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so to see this other side and Will Smith I believe is is part of the production yes. of this this reimagining you know so we talk about and just like that Exactly. And sort of like uh, fresh, the new Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and how I don't know if it's an overcorrection or correction, but it's like 
it's taking the source material and being like, what can we do to push it further and push it harder for how we're living today? Um, I love Carlton. I think I've been reading a lot of comments where people are mad about uh -huh. like, why did they make Carlton like that? But I'm like, Carlton was like that. It, he, he was as, he was as, um, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was as 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 hostile as he yes. needed to be in um, the original for a comedy, but in this, where it's more dramatic, you're just like, yeah, he's not messing around. Here's this guy that came into his family for whatever reason. Carlton's instincts are good. He's like, why are you here? Like, you're not okay. here to get a better education. You're here because of something else. And um, I like some of the darkness of Carlton, like some of the things that he's grappling with and working with. And I'm curious to know, to learn more about him. And can we have a moment for <laughs> Jeffrey? Oh my God. But I was like, what? Who? <laughs> did you call him, what do you call him? Idris Elba? I went, we'll refer to was him. He, did you call him Idris Elba? Yeah, because he was <laughs> black and British. And he's so he was like, like hmm, okay. <laughs> fanning myself oh my word and then I I thought Phil I was like because I'm so used to like big Phil you know yeah, the, the Uncle Phil Uncle Phil so it was interesting to see him see see this version of Uncle Phil I'm really excited about or excited maybe I'm really interested yes about what is to come and how they will how they will develop the story. Well, it was definitely gripping. And just going back to Carlton, you know, it, it's completely appropriate for the context of this time yeah. for him to be the way he is, though I find him to be very annoying, but that's the, that's the role that he's playing. Yeah. And that scene where uh, he's in the locker room with his- Oh my with, goodness, uh, spoiler alert, class. spoiler alert, yeah, spoiler so, well, alert. I wasn't gonna go all in into the details, but that scene is, you know, oh man, you're just that like- That scene would be true to Carlton. Exactly, like it's what you expect. And because it's what you ex like, expect to happen, or you know that that would occur in that setting, you're like, ah, uh, and and the dynamic and the and um, the conversation they have is completely appropriate. So yeah. I won't give the the full spoiler, but um, go watch the reboot reimagination of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, and you know, let us know what you think and what your reactions were. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay, so we have to talk about this. And, you know, before we got, before we got <laughs> on air, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, you were like, I don't know if we should talk about this. I mean, I still think it's kind of obscure. I do not think but... it is obscure. This thing <laughs> has a chokehold on the internet. Oh my god! It's gosh. like, What? So how do we set this up? Because it's a story that keeps, that has many layers and keeps unraveling. And so I guess I'll just start, I might, I, I might um, bumble through this, but I'll just start it's at okay. the beginning. So educate me, educate the people, the people want to know. All right. All right. Okay. So <laughs> Miu Miu is Miu a, Miu. Brand, <laughs> a high fashion brand. 
Um, that's Yumuyu is actually a subsidiary of Prada. So um, they're their own um, brand and they have their own look and feel. And their spring 2022 ready to wear collection had people in their feelings. Why, you ask? Well, why? Why? <laughs> um, because they sent a whole bunch of models down the runway in super, super, super low rise um, pants and skirts. And the, the skirts themselves were not only low rise, but they were mini skirts, super short. So it's, you know, you can imagine just like a swath of cloth across swath of cloth <laughs> a swath of cloth um <laughs> across the the waist you know it's not yeah. really not even across waist. the waist across the the lower hips yeah across the lower hips but above you know it was the just crotch just, it's short I was trying to avoid to say crotch but we said it so <laughs> it's just a swath of cloth across the crotch crotch <laughs> Um, and so it had people in their feelings because it brought people back to the early 2000s, the early aughts, we like to refer mm. to them, where the low rise was the standard and, you know, all the things about standards of beauty and thinness, like the low rise genes really triggered people um, with, with that. And so Miu Miu bringing back this look is kind of signaling that the low rise silhouette is back, but also that the mini skirt is back. And um, we've seen, we'll, we'll link the actual skirt itself and that look mm -hmm. uh, in our socials, but that look, what we've understood from the internet is that it's going around, like you've, you've seen it on many covers. Um, Nicole Kidman actually was wearing a full Mew Mew look on the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. And so- And by full, you're-, you're really... I mean, the swath, the, the swath- The swath of, of cloth. <laughs> were on her in the way that the brand had intended. And Nicole Kidman, you know, is a tall, skinny, actress who fits very much within that mold. So the conversation about body diversity, inclusivity in fashion was really ignited with this, um, with this look from um, Yumi from that collection. Mm -hmm. And then ID Magazine put out their own interpretation of that look with the model Paloma Elsesser. And so, you know, she's known as a, and I'm using air quotes, plus size model. They did a custom look for her with these, with this swath of cloth. Uh, and it's the a These swath of cloth because there's a top swath oh, yes. and a bottom yes. swath. Yes, like she so has just the, know uh, that. the, like the, the crop top cardigan look with the skirt, which is part of their collection. And so, you know, people are applauding uh, ID Magazine and the creative and and um, helping people reimagine that uh, collection and, and that look. And so that's where we're at in terms of the conversation. And I'll let you let me know what you think. But what we found out is that there are many more layers <laughs> to this. After there are layers after to this. There are levels and layers 
to yeah, this just, very tiny piece of <laughs> yeah for such a tiny piece of cloth it's really cloths. two <laughs> swaths of cloths two swaths of cloths <laughs> clothes <laughs> there's quite a bit to talk about for such a little piece of clothing well i mean as a child of the aughts you know i i lived through that in our last episode, we talked about the return of, of the low white rise look. And I had said, I really love it because I always had a little belly and I was just like, yeah, my be- little belly could go, you know, over it. And I love a mini, but I was, I was a little confused when I saw the image of Nicole Kidman on the cover of Vanity Fair with that outfit on, because I was just like, one, I didn't know about the Mew Mew look until I saw it on Nicole Kidman. And then I saw it on Paloma um, on ID magazine. I was like, oh, this is the same. This is the same outfit. And I keep putting outfit in air quotes (laughs) because it's such a strange thing. And I just felt very confused by the cover because I was just like, and we talked about this last week, like I try not to judge like fashion as I get older. I'm like, okay, people are doing whatever they're doing. And People like what they like, and it's not for me to be like, don't, don't like this. But I was just like, okay, it's kind of a strange cover. I feel like it doesn't really evoke glamour for me mm-hmm. when I, I saw that cover. And then I was surprised to see, not surprised, but I was curious or intrigued by the cover of ID Magazine with the model wearing that and the, just the chatter on the internet about that mm-hmm. look and the plus size girl wearing that. And I was just like, oh, this is, I was just surprised that it was the same, the same outfit. And I was like, okay, this kind of looks interesting. Yeah. Kind of, it, not even kind of, I felt it was more interesting to me on that body type and quite sexy and quite provocative. So those are, those are sort of my initial thoughts. And then seeing it on, seeing like the different sort of variations of this outfit, I can't say it without doing air quotes, seeing the different interpretations, seven air quotes, (laughs) seven air quotes in Yeah, seeing how it looks like what the intention is for that outfit. it, It certainly doesn't feel like when it was created, the intention was for um, diverse body sizes to uh, wear that look. Cause you Mm -hmm. see it on a few different people and you're like, okay, like I've seen this look before having, like I said, having grown up in the uh, early aughts, I've seen that, that look before. Mm -hmm. So it was familiar to me. And I was like, okay, we're doing that again. Right. And what has the internet been saying or some of the comments that you've seen? Well, the one thing that I saw, and I think, you know, in our DMs, you know, we were, we were talking about it was, and I was truly confused. I was like, what is all the, what is all, all the, the chatter, the chatter about? Um, one of the things that we had talked about was a post that uh, Louis Paisano posted about Paloma being on the cover and, and, and Mew Mew. Um, I love this because it was like, Paloma on the cover in that Mew Mew is what I've been waiting on to actually appreciate the look. Seeing that collection on only thin framed bodies was starting to perpetuate a dangerous narrative. And then um, he goes on to say, this is Shelton Boyd Griffith um, saying this. Um, However, he continues, I will say again and again that seeing full figured models slash celebs in these custom looks is such a disservice and so disingenuous. 
Like as a full figured person, you can't walk into the Mew Mew store and buy that little set off the rack. It's a, it's half ass inclusion. To me, it's no ass inclusion because it's just literally like you can't buy that. And well, we you talked can't about buy this. it and it won't cover your ass if you do. <laughs> we talked about this last week when we were talking about Christian Siriano in how he has been able to attract and be popular with, with a different type of clientele because he's made pieces that a fuller figured person can go in and be like, yes, I can wear this. It's not just for thin framed people. So I think that that conversation has been has been really, really interesting and eye-opening for me. Yes, I've, I've also found that it was an interesting conversation that put words to maybe things I was feeling. Because when I originally saw Nicole Kidman on the cover of Vanity Fair in the Mew Mew uh, outfit, I was like, okay, you know, do your thing. You're confident enough to be on this like glamorous magazine and, you know, be in, in, in a two-piece and it, it counters what we expect of a Hollywood actress who's an Oscar nominee, you know, okay, go do your thing. But then seeing Paloma on the cover of ID magazine um, was really interesting because people put thought into uh, different body types can um, wear, you know, the the most eccentric pieces of fashion as well. But that added layer is that, is this a disservice? Like um, I think uh, uh, Blake had said, bec- or Blake Shelton. Shelton, Shelton, Shelton not Blake Shelton. Not Blake, Blake Could you imagine Shelton Blake Shelton all up in this conversation? <laughs> no, I didn't mean to, to bring him into this conversation, but in that comment saying, yes, it's great that we see um, body diversity, but the brand needs to go deeper and actually let the people wear the fashion, make it available. And, you know, as a person who is in a curvy body who likes fashion, I've gone onto the online high-end outlets, fashion outlets, and just, you know, gone to visit and say like, what if I wanted to get this in my size and you know the sizes don't extend into like anywhere near plus size or their their biggest size is maybe a 12 or a 14 so it does really exclude people and so uh, it was good to see that conversation online to say yeah brands could do more it's not just seeing the people uh, in in the clothes because you're doing this in a custom fashion uh, so it's not built into your business, the diversity and inclusivity and consideration for that isn't actually factored into your business where people feel like they can buy things from you because they can't, it's just not available. So it it was an interesting conversation that started with, you know, two swaths of cloth, two swaths of cloth (laughs) and uh, brought us, you know, full circle in terms of that. So we'll throw up some pictures and you, you can decide All right. So I had one thing I wanted to introduce into this podcast, which we didn't do last week and I didn't tell you about, but um, I think this podcast is all about the things that make us feel something that happened in society and and in uh, social media. And we talk about it, but we also need to let the people know a little bit about ourselves. So I was thinking that I'm very secretive. I don't want them to know. Ah! (laughs) Well, I was thinking that, you know, 
can ask each other uh, one question per episode about ourselves. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, and it's, not, it's, it's not a test, don't worry. Oh, so, <laughs> so uh, Bumi, um, mm. for this first installment of also a still untitled segment. People um, really like that, by the way. People are like, it's edgy. Ooh. It's like, keep it. And I'm okay. like, I, okay. I mean, well, for, I now, for we'll now, see. we'll call it, this is what it is for now. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> the truth is it's still untitled, but you know, the goal is to get an actual title. Um, so my question is what's Ooh. one quirky thing about you, kind of weird thing about you that um, people don't know? Oh, I don't like sharing secrets like that because then people will, will like my enemies Oh no. no. Wait, you have enemies? I mean, I don't know, but maybe <laughs> maybe they'll know. What is something about me that's quirky that people don't know? Um, hmm. I need time. I okay, need I'll, time. I'll, I'll answer the question. <laughs> okay, you answer and it. And you'll see, you'll see what it like. You don't have to go that deep. Yeah, let and me it's, see. It's because I could weird. be like, yeah, I could be like, I have, I, I have people living in an attic like oh, is that yeah. how far mm-hmm. we want to go yeah no 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 <laughs> you, you gotta keep those people to, your, to yourself but <laughs> so <Kidding. laughs> we're doing this through zoom and you know we start early in the morning and everyone works on zoom and teams or whatever and uh one thing that i realized about myself is that no matter how early i start whether i roll out of bed and into the teams meeting or into the zoom meeting I can't talk on Teams or in a virtual um, context without brushing my teeth. I just, mm. I can't do it. Like it, it's like, it's a no, like it, everything needs to stop. And I just need to take that, you know, two to three minutes to brush my teeth before I go talk to people in a virtual setting. So you can rest assured that if we're in this setting and we're working together or, you know, we're just having a meeting, I have brought the freshest of breaths to the conversation. You know what, that that was a beautiful thing, a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> thing that you shared. Um, I don't know, like, what is my, I mean, I feel like that's just courtesy for yourself. I mean, yes, <laughs> it is for me, but it's also just, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it, you know? It's, we, it, I think it's a bit weird, I, and, but I assume that everyone else brushes their teeth before they start their, mm. their t- z- teams, zooms, teams and Zoom meetings. But you know what? I'm not going to judge. <laughs> However, you get to your work from home work. Yeah. You like whatever you need to do or, or the people need to do, then do that. I think my little quirk, and I don't even know if it's a quirk, but I think people find it interesting is I do try and go for a walk every day, um, every morning. Um, some days I do, or some, some days I do not because of coldness or I've run out of a time or I was too busy procrastinating on social media, <laughs> which is terrible. I need to work on that. Um, but I do that. I go for a little walk. Generally, I try and go for an hour and a bit. Wow. Um, yeah. Big walk. Yeah. But if I'm short on time, I try and go for at least 10 minutes oh, uh, minimum. Um, and it will get better in the summer. But yeah, I try this and do that. Because a care piece. That's really nice as well. 
you know, and fresh air, light, you know, you know what I love about your morning walks is your uh, morning mirror selfies, your selfie (laughs) that happens on the street in a mirror in the street somewhere. But it's it's nice. Well, the thing, the reason why I do it, I was so shocked by how many full length mirrors there are just around in the city. If you keep your eye out, there are literal, literal full length mirrors in the street. I'm not talking about like reflective glass or anything like that. I'm talking about full length framed mirrors. Wow. So if anyone knows the reason why I'm sure it's for visibility or something, but if anyone has a reason why they're just around in the city, or if you know of other full length, I call them full length selfie mirrors, but they're literally just full length mirrors. (laughs) If you know of any full length, other full length mirrors in the city or wherever you're listening, this listening to this from, let me know because I will travel to them. Wow. So see, (laughs) One quirky thing about you. Oh, that wasn't hard. When you gave me the the parameters, parameters. I felt felt safer. Okay. (laughs) You kept the people in the attic to yourself. So that's our podcast. That was a fun conversation. And I'm just enjoying doing this with you and taking our DMs and bringing them to life because, you know, all week we're just like, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? What do you think? I have these feelings. Like... (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like we really try and challenge each other. And I'm hoping that it gives people that are listening sort of some validation or some food for thought. And if you like this, let us know, like leave us a review, subscribe or share it on social media. Thank you so much for all the people that shared or gave us some words of encouragement and celebrated this. It's just two gals, two gals, Two gals. Two gals. <laughs> not, um, you know, two gals not wearing swaths of cloth. Swaths of two gals not wearing gals. Maybe it's not gals or gals. Yes. Anyway, two women. <laughs> <laughs> um, really just trying to talk, talk things through and understand in this world that is um can be a little dark. And we're trying to just bring that, bring that lightness. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.